We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You knew the risks when you decided to drive drunk. There could be a crash. People could get hurt or killed. But that didn't stop you, did it? You knew you could get arrested. You could incur huge legal expenses, and you could possibly even lose your job. You were well aware of the consequences of driving drunk. But one thing's for sure. You were wrong when you said it was no big deal. Drive sober or get pulled over. This message brought to you by NHTSA. My people, it's a lovely day. It's a lovely day for the KJ podcast on Thursday. I normally don't do two podcasts in a week, but when Jimmy Garoppolo is now playing and the 49ers have their most watchable game since early 2014 when Colin Kaepernick was still viewed as one of the best quarterbacks in the league, this is amazing. A 1 in 10 football team is going to capture a huge audience. Sunday against a lowly Chicago Bears team. KJ Podcast, we have a lot to get into today. A couple of housekeeping notes. Two-year anniversary of this podcast. Kicked it off in Cleveland with my co-host Al Andrews III. Willis, we miss you dearly. You are an amazing sidekick. You helped me kick this thing off. We got it to San Francisco. It's become a Bay Area podcast now about the 49ers. We're going to break down... The game plan Kyle Shanahan should change for Jimmy Garoppolo. Some key storylines heading into the game. Um, Congrats to Ruben Foster. NFC Defensive Rookie of the Month. Had he been healthy all year, he'd be right up there with Marshawn Lattimore as a Rookie of the Year candidate. But health is going to cut that short. He was phenomenal in November. 30 tackles. Congrats to you. Happy birthday, Bill Walsh. Would have been 86 today. Had 
He not died in 2007. Um, he is the forefather, really, of the quarterback revolution in the NFL. His fingerprints now are the reason why. If you don't have a quarterback, you can't win in the NFL. Bill Walsh sort of started that concept. And um, happy birthday, my man. Great to be with you guys. Had a cross-country flight yesterday. Watched a bunch of movies. Feeling refreshed back in my bed in San Francisco. Just bought a new Mac computer, so guess what? Starting next week, we're going to have guests on the KJ Podcast. I know you love just listening to me, but we might as well kind of get some banter going back into this. I had the shittiest Lenovo for a while. It just sounded so bad. I didn't want to put a poor product out there. Bought the Mac, reinvesting in the podcast, doubling down, feeling fantastic. So Sunday, Soldier Field, seems like the 49ers are always playing this team early December. These teams always have bad records, and that's where we start here in the storylines. The Bears and 49ers, similar to the Giants now, are going to be compared for the next couple of years going forward. Both just got their franchise quarterbacks, Mitchell Trubisky, who's been okay, hasn't been complete garbage. You definitely see that he has a skill set. I think he has a chance to be better than Blake Bortles, which was my projection before the draft. Still think the 49ers are feeling great about passing on him. The funny thing about Trubisky is that he's always going to be tied to the 49ers. The draft day trade, 49ers move down from pick number two to pick number three. They get an extra third round pick in 2018 because of it. And all of a sudden, Mitch Trubisky becomes the franchise quarterback of the Bears. 49ers really had no intention of taking him. I don't know how they drummed up fake interest there. John Lynch, using his prior relationship with Bears GM Ryan Pace, did he massage that? Did he manipulate that GM? I don't know if the feelings are going to be entirely warm there. At the end of the day, the Bears think they got their franchise guy. Who cares? But nevertheless, if Trubisky is a failure, the 49ers look very smart for not taking him at two. He's a very athletic quarterback. Small sample size. It's just It was too risky, I believe. And the Bears have nothing around them. The 49ers have nothing around them. That's storyline three here. These teams are stripped to the studs. This is an equal matchup, in my opinion. 49ers get the advantage at quarterback with Jimmy Garoppolo, but across the board, both teams are banged up. Both have little building blocks on either side of the ball. Neither team has a receiver. You can argue Jordan Howard is now a better running back than Carlos Hyde, but this is about a fair matchup as you can get with two really weak teams. Trubisky's been starting a while, but I think Jimmy Garoppolo is a better quarterback, more talented, has been in the league longer. It's his first ever start, so that kind of equals out too. It's on the road in front of his hometown. Could be a little nervous. Honestly, Jimmy G is going to be nervous. Instead of Bill Belichick and months of preparation, knowing you're going to be the starter, and Tom Brady coaching you right along, and just the comfortability of New England and things are going to go right and the good fortune, you're in the exact opposite situation. The worst team in the NFC the last couple of years, the 49ers, even though it's Kyle Shanahan now, his offense is very complex. Marquise Goodwin's your top receiver. There's rookies all around you. The O-line has been Swiss cheese. It's literally the exact opposite situation of New England. Jimmy Garoppolo, I hope they let him wear a wristband. What's interesting here to point out Had C.J. Beathard not gotten hurt to end that game and Jimmy G came in and threw that touchdown pass, just say C.J. Beathard finished the game, who would have started this week? 
Would Kyle Shanahan have been ready to pull the plug on C.J. Beathard, said this was enough time to create a game plan for Jimmy G to succeed, or will we still be going with C.J. Beathard? Because there would be a lot of crying and screaming and saying we need to get him out there, but there would also be a lot of points about the O-line. So luckily Kyle Shanahan didn't have to make that decision. Interesting to think about what he would have done. Um, The game plan. Let's dive right into that because I think there needs to be a lot that's changed. And I don't even necessarily mean toned down. Consider this statistic brought up by Pro Football Focus. Jimmy Garoppolo in 2016, his small sample size, had the highest quarterback rating for non-play action plays. Fourth lowest QB rating on play action. We all know Kyle Shanahan's system thrives off play action when this offense is moving the football down the field. They're using play action. Deep bombs are often off play action. It hasn't been Jimmy G's strength in a limited sample size. I don't think Kyle Shanahan should use as much play action this week, even though he wants that to eventually become Jimmy G's strength. His first time ever up and running, it's like someone water skiing for the first time. You're not going to drive the boat 80 miles an hour. Let him get settled. He's not going to go outside the wake and put one ski on. Basically, every decision should be about keeping Jimmy Garoppolo upright as much as we can while still trying to win the game. And I think a lot more bubble screens and intermediate outs, you know, five-step drops, more shotgun than Kyle Shanahan has has used with C.J. Beathard, who didn't run it that much in Iowa. Let's wrinkle this game plan a little bit to ensure Garoppolo is comfortable just because it's his first time. And if it goes well next week, more play action. And if you want to continue to ride him out, which I think you should, even against tougher opponents, where the O-line, where he could become jeopardy to getting hit, um, yeah, you're, you're going to have to think about play action here to end the season because, and Kyle will say, you know, this is about 11 guys on offense. It's not about one guy. We need to be running my system. So it's, it'll be interesting to see how he balances that because I think he's smart enough to realize, listen, I love my system. I know I can beat Fangio running it. It's just a little risky start one to put Jimmy G in a situation where he's not, where he hasn't thrived yet. Second part of this game plan is so obvious that I shouldn't even have to go into it. Carlos Hyde has to get more than 20 carries. It's been since week three, the last time he had 20 carries in a game. It was against the Rams, 25 carries, 84 yards. 49ers put up 39 points that game. Listen, this Bears defense, we know Vic Fangio very well out here. They're no stouch. I mean, they're they're really going to stand up. They're in the middle of the pack in all categories. They have not been the problem as much as the offense in Chicago. So it's not like you're going up against a decent unit. But I I think you have to bang your head against the wall a little bit this week and really try and get Carlos Hyde going. That has to be part of the game plan. You can't abandon the run early, even if you fall down like 10-0. And I get it. They've been trying to get Hyde more as a receiver, just get him the ball any way possible. But I do think this is a game where you should at least give him 20 carries. Even if it's going nowhere... One of these times, he does break the big one. He did it in Seattle. It's, it's like breaking down a brick wall. Sometimes he needs 13, 14 carries before Carlos Hyde hits one for 58, and all of a sudden, you're getting a touchdown off that drive. I think you play stubborn football a little bit more this week with Carlos Hyde and less play action. Kyle is not essentially using his full chess set here. He, you know, he doesn't have rooks and knights and... You know, essentially, he's got a queen now on the board in Jimmy Garoppolo, which he hasn't had before, but he's losing... 
some other pieces. And I think that's fine. You got to sacrifice a little bit this week to ensure it's a better scenario for your quarterback to succeed. I think the player to watch on offense outside of Jimmy G is Kendrick Bourne. He has a look the part and CJ Beathard didn't really have the arm strength or trust to throw into tight windows all the time. He protected the football. I think he did a great job as a rookie third round pick in his first season, but we didn't get to see explosive plays with Kendrick Bourne where with Jimmy G, if everything's blocked correctly, you're going to be able to scheme some things up, I think, for Bourne to show his skill set. All of a sudden, if he has a really good finish to the season with Jimmy G, you're starting to think maybe we don't have to splash so hard for a receiver. And that's the hope and why you're playing Jimmy Garoppolo here. How much is he going to elevate the talent around him? It's a mystery, and it'll be hard to judge. As I said, he's going to be nervous for this game. He's going to have a wristband on, which Shanahan normally doesn't do. You know, There could be delay of game penalties. There's going to be some rustiness. It's not all going to look like those three snaps to end the game against Seattle. But I think the thing to watch is how much more is the passing game getting other people involved. And like I said, if Carlos Hyde gets 25 carries, Jimmy G might only throw 17, 20 times this game. I think that's completely fine. It's still better than just holding him out at practice or playing C.J. Beathard hurt. Um, and Kendrick Bourne has shown reason to believe with a better quarterback who trusts his arm, there could be a lot more yards on the field the 49ers are gaining. I mentioned this Monday on the pod. If this doesn't go well and Jimmy G is getting hit 15 times, which I highly doubt because his pocket presence is much better, his scrambling is better too. C.J. Beathard on the designed runs was actually great for how slow he was. But, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo, I think, knows how to protect himself a lot better. And I think, honestly, the pressure is going to be on the offensive line even more. Because if you're the old lineman that gets Jimmy Garoppolo hurt, you're going to get destroyed on Twitter. And the mood in the building is not going to be directed well at you. So I think you're going to see higher level of intensity from the offensive line. Not to say that they, you know, walked into a game saying, uh, CJ Beathard, whatever, but um, the microscope is kind of on that unit right now. And especially against a good Bears D-line, they're really going to have to step their game up. What's interesting about that unit is they have not been devastated by injuries. They have had Joe Staley out a little bit, a game or two, Trent Brown out a game or two. Those interior three have really been there all year. Lakin Tomlinson, Daniel Kilgore, Brandon Fusco. They're under pressure. I think they live up to that a little bit and play at an average level. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to get sacked twice. You're going to cringe a little bit. It's still football. This is still the right move. We've harped on this issue in past podcasts. I just wanted to reassure you because I do see some tweets and some feelings on Twitter about how you know, we're nervous about Jimmy G and getting hurt, and I think that's a fair complaint. And how I started off this little tangent, if it is getting that bad and he's on the turf a lot, shut it down. You know, I'm not I'm not that stubborn where I can't change my opinion. If Jimmy G is just getting assaulted, then that can't be happening on the football field where we're going to have to protect him and be straight honest. We think this is a franchise quarterback. Our roster is not in a state right now where he can really succeed and there's health issues. So we'll see. Bottom line, I'm excited to watch this football game. Should we tailgate in San Francisco? You guys coming up to North Beach? Get some trucks out there, some music. Should we kegs and eggs before the game? Like, I don't know what this feels like. I'm kind of wiping the slate clean here, to be honest. I'm saying... 
I said it before, like the Niners went one and seven this season. I'm not even going to judge them anymore. The record is is not even possible. I'm going to start judging them this week. They're kind of zero and zero right now, just because they're playing the Bears this week, who I think they match up with, and it's an equal matchup right now. And the Texans next week, they're walking into the game with a better quarterback than Tom Savage. So I, and that game's in San Francisco. The next two games, I think, even though it's Jimmy G's first time playing this offense. This team's 0-0 zero zero to me. If they start 2-0 and there and are beating teams they should beat, you're feeling so good. And this is why I've been harping on playing Jimmy G because the confidence starts breeding. How do you change the culture? You win football games. You start feeling confident and believing in each other. It's that simple. Like Hugh Jackson didn't change the culture in Cleveland even though he's a completely different coach and there's feelings are... Strong there about they love him and this is a family and whatever. It doesn't matter. The culture can only change if you win football games. And that's the start and why you play Jimmy G and you build this momentum into the offseason. Because what if he does upset Jacksonville? Kind of hurts their playoff seeding. Or the Rams forces them. You know, what if Seattle comes on late in the year and the Rams all of a sudden could be a wild card because Jimmy G walked down there in L.A. and beat them. I, I like it. I think the risk is worth the reward here. And even if he plays poorly, those struggles happen now and you can learn from them in the offseason. Um, yeah, offseason. That was kind of a topic on Twitter, middle of the week. The franchise tag, Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't want to beat this issue to death. I just want to point out that it's not a foolproof system that he's automatically coming back. I get the 49ers are going to use it. Doesn't make sense to pay a guy $120 million when you haven't seen him that much. But if they believe in him now and they believe that they can succeed and build a winning team around him and then you do sign him to the franchise tag and you go 5-11 and next year, you're setting up a situation where he plays well. He might get the pick of the litter and he's going to drive up the price for a long-term contract even more. You're, You're essentially betting on him playing average. I I don't get it. I guess... You're just delaying things a year. What if he gets hurt or he's just an absolute disaster like the Brock Osweilers? You've seen the Matt Flynn's. I mean, this has happened before. The backups are, sometimes need a stronger sample size. I, that's exactly why they aren't doing it. But if, I'm saying if he comes in here and goes 3-2 and two to close the season and is just lifting a tattered roster and making him competitive, you're really going to have to think hard about that long-term deal now because there's just he could leave, he could drive up the price, Franchise tag makes sense for 2018. It could hurt you later on. Like it's it's a great in the moment deal. I just want 49ers fans to be aware of the bigger picture. I'm not a franchise tag guy for a quarterback. I I like putting the engagement ring on. You beat around the bush. All of a sudden, you've screwed this thing up. Yeah, because oh man, what if like I, the scenario I put on Twitter. They go 5-11, and 11, but Jimmy G looks good. He's not the reason they're losing. It's a Kirk Cousins type of situation. He's making plays all the time. Tom Brady retires. Uh, Big Ben retires. Jacksonville still hasn't found their guy, but they're good. There's going to be attractive scenarios for him to go to another team. And it would be a shame if that happened and you trust Kyle and John to pick another quarterback. But if you like a guy, it's, it's the biggest commitment ever. It, and I know 
like this is Super Bowl or not? Can this guy bring us to a Super Bowl? But I think the 49ers just have to start dancing first before they're even thinking that. I, I, and I think the best way is to build around one guy at that position and lock it in. And I don't know, it just creates a lot of pressure for him to play next season. I don't want to, that's going to be an issue for a long time, so I don't want to beat that one to a pulp. It's a little colder now in San Francisco. I'm pissed. I go to 24-hour gym, 24-7, whatever you call it. There's one that's shittier. That's way closer to me, but now it's cold. I want to go to that one. There's one in North Beach. It's like a mile walk. There's another one that's like 0.5. Am I going to be lazier and go to the shittier gym because I just don't want to be cold? Or am I going to walk and be at a more comfortable gym? Just wanted you guys to get inside my mind on a Thursday. KJ Podcast. Uh, New record for listens. November 2017 is our top month now. Eclipsing some of the warrior stuff we actually did early on in this podcast, 2016. Love you guys. Absolutely appreciate it. Predictions for the game. I'm going to go 49ers win. 24-17. Kind of an ugly game, but they're scoring touchdowns. It's just fun to score touchdowns and to see Jimmy G come in there and do it against Seattle that quickly. I believe you're going to see similar type of things from him on the football field. Some mistakes, some up and down, some, ooh, this is herky-jerky, but some, whoa, he just did that. He moved out of the pocket, made that play on the run. Wow, Kendrick Bourne, what a catch down the field. Oh, he can throw deep too. There's going to be some giddiness going on about Jimmy Garoppolo. I feel bad for other teams like the Giants and Browns right now. The 49ers have a potential franchise quarterback in the building. They're essentially... Starting their offseason now. I mean, this is, they're like figuring things out now. Other bad football teams should be jealous of what John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan did. They tried to solve a quarterback position in the middle of the season. These guys are smart. The wins don't show it so far, but the roster decisions do. Um, let's see Solomon Thomas do something big. You're a top three pick. You're going against the top two pick. Let's see a sack on Mitchell Trubisky. This is the guy you tortured in that bowl game that really catapults your uh, draft stock. Let's see him get after Mitch Trubisky again and and finish plays and hit the quarterback. Man, we're talking about Jimmy G getting hit here. 49ers aren't hitting the quarterback enough. I don't care about sacks here. I want Mitchell Trubisky to get hurt, but you're going to be worried about this on your side of the football. How about doing it on the other side? Not just pressure. Let's get this guy on the turf, and that should be the goal defensively. So we'll look for Solomon Thomas. We'll look at Akilah Weatherspoon. I really hope Adrian Colbert's back. Love to see him back at free safety. Him and Eric Reed. They finished strong together. You wonder if those two should be your starters. 49ers committed to Jimmy Ward and Jaquiski Tart earlier in the year. Who knows? The defense right now is ranked 28th. I don't think they're that bad. I think Robert Sala has done a fine job. One other storyline I didn't mention. Vic Fangio is a free agent at the end of the season. Not saying the 49ers would do anything crazy and fire Sala, but this staff was assembled very late in February. Fangio does have connections out here. I mean, John Fox is getting fired. Chicago is going to have to completely restart. There's no way that he's going to keep his job. Fangio's contract's up. Um, I don't think they should get rid of Robert Sala at all, but you wonder if an assistant head coaching type of role. But there will be D coordinating things open, and that's what Vic Fangio likes to do. But with limited resources there in Chicago, he does not have a stud defense. He has that unit in the middle of the pack. He's just very experienced. 
Um, it would be a what the 49ers don't want to do is change their scheme, which would I don't know if Fangio would do that. I bottom line, I'm keeping Salah. That's a storyline I glossed over. Also, Robbie Gould, Gold, excuse me, Robbie Gold returns to Chicago. He's 21 to 23 on the year. His kicker is only 34 years old, which in NFL terms he could have four, five, six years left. Um, 49ers might have their kicker. You never know when they hit the yips and. These guys switch teams all the time, but uh, he returns to Chicago, and so does Jimmy G from Arlington Heights. He said he'll have a contingent there at the game. Uh, exciting days for the 49ers. They're the worst team in the NFC the last couple of years. The last three years, really. 2015, they've won five games, but they were a complete joke by the end of the year. They've been, they've been Browns West. It's not going to feel like Browns West on Sunday. I think this is going to be a very... Solid debut from Jimmy G. 49ers get the win. KJ Podcast. Thanks for listening. We're out. You've reached the High Fashion Hotline. Hi. My family has big plans for Labor Day weekend, but our outfits aren't measuring up. Then get to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, Old Navy's huge Labor Day sale is on now. Get 50% off all jeans, 50% off all dresses, 50% off all tees, and 50% off all sweatshirts and hoodies for the whole family. 50% off all those styles? That's a big deal. So is this. Styles start at just six bucks at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Change of plans. We're spending the weekend at Old Navy. High fashion. Old Navy. Valid 830-93. Excludes in-store clearance. Active licensed and men's package tees. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.